Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Correct, boy wonder. RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, djlittlerock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Uh, today on the program, I got Lawrence Luton, Geekster the Super Nerd. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of nerd music? Oh, you're going to hear a little bit more about nerd music and what the that's an, a whole acronym. You're going to find out what the acronym for nerd music is during this podcast. I, I can I, I'm almost assured of it. <laughs> so uh, stick around for Lawrence Luton, Geekster, the super nerd. You're going to hear about him in the next few minutes. Oh, this week's shows. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm usually at the Rab on Friday night, but this week. On Friday, I will be doing a uh, a kid show over at the uh, oh at a middle school. I'll be doing a, a a dance, a school dance at a middle school. I'm not telling you which middle school. I don't want you showing up there, you weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, I'm kind of stoked, man, that I'm going to be doing a middle school dance. So uh, the Friday night karaoke show at the Rab will still go on. I have somebody covering for me. Uh, one of the all about entertainment crew is out there uh, entertaining the people on Friday night. And then on Saturday, oh, I have a wedding. I have a wedding in Jackson, uh, Jacksonville, uh, Arkansas. Very stoked about that as well. And unless you're invited, you cannot come. So there, nah, 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 nah. I'm just saying it because I'm excited. Weddings are back. Oh, yeah. Like they never left. I just get to be a part of these people's great days the big days very stoked i still get to do this after all these years all right i'm kind of excited uh not kind of excited i'm very excited to be talking to lawrence luton geekster the super nerd he found me on twitter yeah so uh if you want to find him on twitter do it but uh you'll find him in the next i don't know 20 seconds <laughs> Hey, uh, if you're if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys. Dan, I got him on Skype, Skyping Lawrence Luton, Geekster, the super nerd now. Goodness, I knew you could do it. You are. I'm sorry to say excited <laughs> about it. My apologies. Well, no, I'm excited to have you here, man. Shoot. I, I've been uh I've been uh, looking forward to this because I, I'm a child of the eighties. You know, in the eighties when um 
uh, computers started to really take off and computers started to come into people's houses and homes. I mean, nerds were taken over. In fact, they made not one, not two, not three, but at least four movies about revenge of the nerds of people, you know, that, that were generally classified as the outcasts, the people that aren't going to make it in society, the people that are going to be, you know, oh, cast off. Yeah, us jocks. Rrr, we rule because we're the strongest. We are the gladiators. No, the ones with the people with the brains. Those are the ones that are going to take over the world. And we knew that back in the 80s, and here we are in 2022. And, uh, yeah, I think the nerds. Did take over the world. What do you think about that, absolutely. Lawrence Luton? I do, I, absolutely. I, I know a shadow of a doubt. You know, I always believe that the slow and steady always win the race, and it built it built up to this situation. It built up to where what we created is a fundamental component of society. I knew we want to get to that point. I knew we did. It's had to just trust the process. Man, th- there is no process with this, man. It's a story all about you because I want to know about you. But I, I know that you're a storyteller. You, uh, you know, you spit the truth as you see it. And the, I mean, the, <laughs> people need to check out your YouTube page. I want everybody to subscribe to your YouTube page because not only are you singing songs that are meaningful, they're, they, they have some, some funny to them. They have some, some uh, caricature to them, but they're also songs about truth, man. Th- songs about what's going on in the world today. And uh, if we don't, if we're not careful, uh, we're going to be on. on well, I mean, we, in 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 a in a way, we're metaphorically already on fire. But if we don't do something fast, man, we're never going to put this fire out. I mean, what what do you think? Well, what, what do you think when you start singing some of these songs? Uh, like, uh, oh my God, I I was just listening to uh, Trump is a chump. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, man! Uh, you know, wh- when did you come up with that? Oh well, when I was working on a Death Star mixtape, with me, that's with this being, I said to myself, I'm a nerdcore hip hop artist, so it has to be something that's current current events, but with a, a nerdcore reference, I was like, okay, well, a lot of crazy stuff has been going on since Donald Trump was uh, became president. I said, well, you know what? How about I make my first mixtape a political project, but, you know, using Star Wars references. But when I started thinking about Trump as a chump, I'm like, well, you know what? I got to talk about this. So I looked at the news. I was looking at all the crazy stuff he was doing. And I, yeah, I was like, yeah, I have more than enough material for this song. And it came out good. Like one of the only songs that had three verses. That's just how serious. <laughs> well, it had a good beat. It has good flow. I, you know, when I uh, when I was thinking about you, I was like, I, you know, I I don't know who this guy is. Let me listen to a few tracks. Man, you got a good backbeat. I don't know who's making your beats for you. If you're making yourself, uh, being the nerd that you are, geekster, the super nerd, uh, you know, or if you have somebody that's helping you out making those beats. But the flow itself. You are legit, man. You are somebody who has the gift of gab, but not just that. You put it in poetry form, uh, in the manners of, of Jay-Z, Curtis Blow, you know, some of the guys that, I mean, I, well, my favorite is Heavy D. You're not that fast. You're not as fast as Heavy D, or, or, or but uh, you have a flow, man. Jay-Z said, slow it down, man. Slow it down. And you that's what you do. You have a flow. It's easy to listen to. But, uh, I mean, when, when was the first time you thought, 
how you know what i, I have poetry in my back pocket i'm gonna put it to music uh, how did how did that come to be well i was always writing music well i started when i was 13 but i kept it a secret because i didn't know if people would feel it but when i when I started working and I, you know, I started just seeing opportunities coming, I said, I don't want to wait anymore. Let me just take this seriously. And the moment, like the moment I started taking this seriously, it took the whole city by storm. Like nobody knew I could rap until I, until I started working on Death Star. And people were like, dude, like you actually sound mainstream. I'm like, well, I don't know about that, but I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Well, it sounds like whatever you put your mind to it. If you had the the verses, if you had the the rhymes, you could you could do it. You could put it to beats, man. If it's something you believe in, are, okay. I know the newest one is Slugs and Potatoes. That's one that's that that came out, and you're talking about. Uh, uh, I think you're talking about people that are like on the streets and and uh, shooting each other and killing each other and and that kind of thing. Is that what Slugs and Potatoes is about? Oh no! Now I'm glad you asked that because now I have the opportunity to talk about how awesome that song is. Uh huh. Now Slugs is actually like a separate thing, but it actually discusses how it is. It's, this one, it's two situations in which you know who really loves you and who has your back. Um, when you're successful and when you're down bad. And the worst way to be down bad is when you're in prison. And when you get into prison, that's when everybody starts throwing salt on your name. Oh, I knew he was going to get locked up. He was no good anyway. I'm glad he's in prison, but that's where he needs to be. And the song was dedicated for people that they're low in spirits because they, I mean, everybody's talking noise about them now that they're incarcerated. People that they thought had their back, people that they really thought were day ones, but they're showing their true colors now that they're in a bad situation. So that song was an uplifting song, not just for them, but for the two of my cousins that are in prison for murders that they didn't even commit. So that song was for them mainly. Well, you know, uh, you know, when I was a kid growing up, uh, that was called kicking a man while he's down. Okay. If you see somebody that's not doing too well, you pick them up, you reach down, you pick them up. I mean, I, I know growing up trying to figure out my way, I must have kicked a man when he's down sometime, but then I realized it's the wrong way to be. And the, the, the earlier, the sooner that you can realize that we need to be helping people that are uh, reaching out, that are crying out because they got nothing. I mean, a lot of times people uh, do these do crimes or, you know, even in the cases of your cousins who who did not. But uh, the people do crimes because they're desperate because they don't have enough. They don't have food. They don't have shelter. They don't have money in their pocket, you know, and, and it's through little or no fault of their own you see people all the time on on the street corners begging for money and you're going huh if you have uh, if you're able to beg for money how come you can't go work at home depot well you need to stop and talk to those people maybe they can't maybe they're mentally unable you know what what's the experience you you've had with people like this i'm actually glad you mentioned it because for some years it was a guy that would post up in front of, um, you know, gas stations and stuff like that. He would beg for change. And I remember one day, you know, a guy I was close, I was cool with said, man, I'm getting tired of that because all he's doing is begging. But I'm like, the look on his face, like, you got, you, you can tell with some people they're content 
with the situation or in, but he wasn't. And guess what? Three weeks ago, he started working at the same job I'm in. And when I saw him, I gave him a thumbs up and I said, I see you. Man, that and that was the biggest that put the biggest smile on his face. And it's like, don't don't ever count people out so soon because you never know uh, what's it what they have in the works. You know, well, Geekster, I mean, I'm in Arkansas and I know that we have uh, laws that people can panhandle. They can go on every street corner. You wonder if you slip them a dollar, what are they going to do with it? Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, you just don't know. And should you give them that dollar? I don't know how it is in Mississippi. I guess you're in uh, Belzoni, Mississippi. Tell me about Belzoni when you, yes, when you get a chance. But uh, yeah, I mean, are, are there laws against panhandling there? Oh, no. Um, I'll say the closest that comes to panhandling is loitering. Loitering. Like in certain areas, you can't loiter, or else you pay like a 200 300 maybe $400 fine and stuff like that. But, um, as far as panhandling, you know, it, it, anything goes. Um, I've been in situations where I gave people, uh, um, a couple of dollars here and there, but it's also been situations to where people have also big, and I've also heard it, they'll take the money and do other stuff with it. So they be like, well, hey, can I get something to eat? You know what? How about you walk in with me and I get you something to eat? And see, that separates the real from the fake, because if you're hungry, you'll let me buy you that meal. But if you're fake, would you be like, nah, man, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm from South Florida, from Miami, the the Florida Keys, and and I had we had people that would come down there, a big homeless population because it's warm. You know, people can can weather through the the cold uh, a lot easier. Uh, you know, but um, uh, you know, I, I, I you would um oh there was <laughs> there was on the news one time NBC News uh, Channel Seven down there did a an expose where they followed this panhandle and. He he had made at least five hundred dollars on that corner. Walked around the corner to his Mercedes Benz and drove it on home. It was just a. Uh, it's interesting, man. I I worry that hey, I know that there's people out there suffering. There's people and and you're okay. We were talking in the beginning about Trump and then, but you got you could follow that up with before Trump there was Barack Obama. So the pendulum went from one extreme to the other extreme. And mind you, I, I'm not a fan of anybody in the government, but I know that the the left, the far left, is going to steal your money and give it to the poor, and the far right is going to steal your money and give it to the rich, okay? They're all going to take your money some way or another. Because, uh, you know, for, when I was growing up, I always thought Republicans would take your money and give it to the corporations, and the Democrats would take your money and give it to the to the poor i don't know what's better you know maybe the government stay out of my business <laughs> but but uh, i don't know what's better what's good for you man which which side which which extreme do you want to be on i try to be neutral as possible because one thing i've learned and with me i've always been a fan of south park but they had one episode that really spoke to me um when you had to choose when they had to choose between voting for a giant douche or a turd sandwich and at the end of the episode, <laughs> they said, no matter what you're going to do, no matter where you go, when it comes to politics, you're either going to vote for a douchebag or a turd sandwich. So I'm like, now nah, let me fall back. And when I saw that episode, it also helped me write another song for the mixtape Death Star called No Trust in Man. Yeah. And a lot of people gravitate toward that song because a lot of people were ashamed to admit that they don't vote easy because it's all bullcrap. 
Because in this day and age, it doesn't matter who you vote for, nobody wins. Nobody wins for the people you vote for. Man, that's the cynic in me that thinks the same thing. But that's the higher up stuff. I've been convinced that, yes, you need to vote for the local things. You know, take care of your own neighborhood. Take care of your front yard. Take care of yourself and your family. You know, it it goes outwards in concentric circles, but you have to take care of your community. I know that there's stuff on the bill real close by, you know, and and I know we we got on politics pretty quick, but I know that you're a very thoughtful person. When your raps are not just raps about the Death Star, about, uh, you know, Star Wars, your raps, even if they are about Star Wars, they're going to be about something else as well. Kind of like a movie. You know, you, you watch a movie and you go, huh, this is a movie about Star Trek and you're seeing the Klingons and they're getting along with the, with the, with the earthlings and they're getting along with the Vulcans. Oh, I know this is about world peace. This is about getting along with each other instead of fighting with each other. That's what it is. See, it's an analogy, an allegory, you know, but, uh, you know, that's the way your rap, your raps are and. I just want to know what you think of the world, man. What's going on in your neck of the woods? How? How? Okay, let's start. Let's start with with uh, your your hometown, Belzoni, Mississippi. That sounds like a very Italian city in the middle of the South. <laughs> Belzoni. Believe it, believe it or not, um, this was Mississippi. Like Belzoni was actually founded by one um, of by the French explorer Batista Belzoni. So this city was named after him. But um, ironically, with it being, like, I live like basically deep in the bowels of Mississippi. Like the Delta is literally the heart of everything. So it's pretty much where a lot of the discrimination and segregation and stereotype take place in the Delta. So growing up, it was rough because I didn't have too many people that I mean, there were friends that were not my skin complexion because the segregate, even though it's not segregated, people still have that mentality. Like people, I mean, blacks and non-blacks don't even really just shop in the same grocery store. Like, and if you do, it's like what society would consider the trailer house trash. Like, like, like the white people that the, the, the upper middle and the higher class white people look down on them. But other than that, it was it was rough. It was certain places we didn't go to, certain places we didn't hang out in. Um, so with me, I grew up sheltered for the most part. That's one of the reasons why. So it was it was rough. It was rough. Well, I mean, I I, I feel that you know, and I I'm like I said, I'm from South Florida, the Florida Keys. I mean, when I was growing up, it was the black, the white, the red, and the brown, the the cripple and yellow, just like the song said. And I don't know why yellow came up last. But still, it was like everybody was together. It felt like there was a a community uh, that was so much tighter uh, down in South Florida. And I know people in New York say the same thing. Everything was better in New York. It seems like big cities, uh, you know, either you either you live together or you just tear the city apart. So it's, you know, when you're in a small town, there's less you you can go off in a corner and be by yourself. If you don't want to be with anybody that's different from you, oh, that guy's different from me, so I'm gonna go over there. Yeah, I didn't even know that there was race until sixth grade, till somebody told me that guy was different from me and told me I wasn't supposed to like him. You know, I went to Catholic school before that, and we were all, it, even though they, you know, the people, some people weren't Catholics, but we were all different races. 
all together. And it's so amazing, man. It's like uh, you're talking racism. Racism is definitely taught. It is something that is taught. It is not inherent in your in your mind. You know, if somebody had to tell me that that guy had a different skin color, and I was like, I'm I'm half Cuban. I I, I think there I have a a, fir, a a second cousin that's black as night, man. I, I don't think we're anything any one thing. <laughs> you know, we're all we're all the same people. And I guess genetically, we all come from Africa. So there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take one of my favorite rappers actually saying that there's no such thing as race because there's only one race, and that's the human race. And that hit home when I heard him say that. Is that KRS-One? What rapper is that? <laughs> Don Tripp. Don Tripp, one of my favorite rappers. He's oh. actually from um, the east side of Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, see, now you're turning me on to different things, man. Whenever I'm playing music on Friday nights of the Rab, I want to know uh, w- what new songs can I play. And I know that there's going to be a, a geek, a geekster, the super nerd song popping up uh, on the playlist. And people are going to go, what is that up there? Who is that playing? I'm going to say, oh, that's geekster, the super, ner- the super nerd. Well, he, he's, he's got some good flow. But see, you're, you're telling me about, okay, what's this guy's name again? I'm going to write it down. Don Tripp. Don Tripp, and is he okay? And what's the song that resonates with you about Don Tripp? I would have to say "Like Me," the song "Like Me," because he did a mixtape with DJ Drama, with DJ Drama called Gorilla, and in that song, it just showed how high his self esteem was by making it known he knew that people did not like him, people did not care about him or his music because he didn't follow trends. He wasn't trying to be like the mainstream artist. And um, he ba- he basically made it known that he had a wave that he was riding. He was going to continue to ride regardless of who tried to jump on it or not. And he's still relevant now. He's still releasing albums to this day. Well, uh, Lawrence uh, Luton, the... Um that ca- that kind of brings it full circle to where you started. You said before 13, nobody knew you could rap. I mean, wh- what were you doing before 13? Were you getting into sports or, uh, you know, what kind of uh, activities did you like to do as a as a young man in Belzoni, Mississippi? Oh, oh that's, that's easy. My hobby, well, I would say I lived a borderline sedentary lifestyle. Like if I wasn't in school, I was at home on the couch. I was either watching anime or I was what, reading comic books, or I was playing Street Fighter 2 on my Super Nintendo, or anything involving Capcom. And um, when I realized I could rap, you know what I'm saying, I, I decided to combine the two things I love. So I realized that I wanted to rap about stuff that was sick in nature. You know, discussing real-life events using video games, anime, comic book, and science fiction references. And it caused me to come up with my own brand, which is called Nerd Music. <laughs> and it's a carefully, oh yeah, carefully organized acronym. It means never expecting regular days makes you seek inspiration creatively. So it's a brand I live by, even outside of music. That is fantastic, man. And anime, I, I would be remiss. I would probably be pounded on by my 17-year-old daughter if I didn't ask subs or dubs. I would definitely have to say subs. The reason why is because, and this is for everybody that's not familiar with it. Now, if you listen to the dub, the um, the translation, the audio translation, 
may not always exactly fit with the, uh, what the people are actually saying. But when you read the subs, you're reading exactly what the main characters are saying. Now, Dubs, I'll listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if, if, if I'm in a situation where I don't feel like reading or if I'm cooking or something like that, if I'm just chilling. It subs all day, every day. Well, that's where I'm at, man. I have to, I have to have it dubbed because I got other things to do. If Jackie Chan's going to be in the background, in fact, I brought up Jackie Chan because there was a movie that he did a while back. It was, it was probably before Rumble in the Bronx, before Super Cop, before any of those movies, and definitely before uh, Shanghai Noon and stuff. But there was a translation. You were talking about subs and dubs where he had said he was saying something to his sensei. Sensei, it's very important that you know this. And in the in the dub version, it was. ooh, That was it, man. They they cut out that whole line of dialogue and just left it with a. ooh, And you saw his lips were. And it was. Ooh, you know, that was it. So, yeah, you're right about with the reading, uh, with the uh, with the subtitles. You're going to get a better translation, especially with that same daughter that I'm talking about. She's trying to learn Japanese. So when she watches her anime and she watches the subs, she's going to learn a little bit more Japanese. Do you know any other languages or have you learned? I know a little bit of Spanish. Just to get me by. Um, I paid attention in Spanish class when I was in high school. A lot of it, I still, some of it I still know, but it shocks people because I work at a job where people barely speak English. So, <laughs> so I remember it was one um it was one guy, Latino. He actually um came back. He was in my for like a couple of months, but when he came back like a few weeks ago, I spoke to him and I said, Bienvenido de nuevo. He looked at me and said, Gracias. I said, Did not. The supervisor said, What did you just say to that boy? I said, I told him welcome back. What did he say? He said, thank you. What do you say? I said, you're welcome. And they were like, it was people that were like, why are you not a supervisor? So it's just funny how that works out. <laughs> do you know, you know, being bilingual, I, I know a lot of Spanish. I'm half Cuban. Like I said, I know Spanish and I've gotten a lot of jobs simply, you know, even though I wasn't qualified any other way, but simply because I knew Spanish. So I encourage, hey, this is primarily a learning podcast. I want people to learn from you. Uh, having Spanish, having a different language in your back pocket makes you more valuable, you know, because uh, uh, that whole Babylon thing, you know, the whole world has different languages. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that that are set in their ways. Uh, and I know a few here in the South that'll say, why can't he just speak English? Why can't he just speak English? Well, I mean, you can learn Spanish oh, yeah. or French or J- Japanese or Chinese or something else. Swahili, if you want, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it brings people together, you know, and I, I, I well, what, what is the other job that you do? I know you're the super nerd, super nerd. You got the nerd music. That's definitely in, in control. But what, I mean, everybody's got a day job. What's the day job that you yeah. do? At this moment, I work at a fish processing plant. Ah, and, like it works, and it works. It's pretty decent. I get paid every week, you know, but I mean, that's not where everything is going to end. But I'm, I'm grateful for it because I wouldn't have been able to release all this music or release those music videos, if not for it. So, shoot, that's a lifeline right now. That's what it is, oh, you right know. Now. 
get yourself you know and then you're talking to new artists artists that are trying to trying to make it big get yourself a steady job that has some benefits you know maybe has some health insurance that way you know you get you you're running out of money don't worry friday they're going to give you a little bit more friday they're going to give you a little bit yep. more and then the evenings or depending on what what your shift is you know the time that you're off you can go work on your music. Now, when you're working on your music, do you have a, a little studio set up at your house to where you can do your demos, or do you go off to a studio uh, somewhere close? Well, I do have a studio that I go to, but it's an hour away from me, see. I go to Jackson, Mississippi. I go to the Hype Lab. Um, Rick Robinson, awesome person. Um, I was able to record my third song for my upcoming album in the studio. It was all positive vibes. So, and I had people that told me that I need to invest in my own studio because it shocked a lot of people because not only did I release Death Star, I released two other projects in the past. And for people to see, people to see it, they're like, dude, you need your own studio. Like, if you're driving that fast, if you had your own studio, you could probably drop stuff back to back to back. So maybe in the future, maybe I'm, I'm debating on it. No, you know what the thing is, though? We cannot do it all by ourselves, man. We can do a certain amount by ourselves, but we need a team. And it's good that you go to a place where there's a, a, a man or a woman sitting there at the, uh, at the console that has a discerning ear that really has no skin in the game, but knows how to do it, knows how to listen knows how to mix that stuff, master it properly. So it has, you know, the ability to get on, on the radio perhaps, or at least get some YouTube hits or some Apple music hits. But I, I, you know, I see the, the only record that I see on your geeks of the super nerd, the band camp is your album. That's the, uh, the death star album. You say there's more albums than that. Oh yes. Um, on September, I think 23rd, 25th, I released the Art of Fighting EP that was based on the video game Art of Fighting. That's on all streaming platforms in YouTube. And in December of last year, I released a mixtape called Final Fight inspired by the video game Final Fight. And that too is on YouTube and all streaming platforms as well. Wait a minute. Are you a gamer? Because I'm playing way too much Fortnite. Uh, tell me tell me about the games that you play. I need to get out of Fortnite, man. I'm so addicted to Fortnite. Every time I, I play and I stream, I stream as Keys Dan Gaming, I'm on Fortnite, man. I need, a, I need to find a better game. Where are you at? Where are you playing? I'm playing different stuff. Uh, believe it or not, an hour ago, I was playing the Batman Return to Arkham series. I'm on Batman Arkham Asylum right now. Um... Uh, Shoot, I have Street Fighter Five, Champion Edition. Uh, I got, oh my God, like I got so much stuff right now. And I even bought the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Okay. So with me, and you can tell I'm a Capcom baby. I grew up with it. So I'm trying to build a collection, uh, so to speak. So I got other games besides that. I have Mortal Kombat X. I got Mortal Kombat 11. Um. I'm, I'm 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 getting up there. <laughs> well, are you playing on console or are you playing on PC? PlayStation Four, Team Sony. PlayStation Four, okay. Uh, you know, I'm still I'm I, I you know the 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 wife and the kid they both have switches and there's even a, a Wii out there. But I play my games when I'm streaming. I do them on on the computer on the PC. But uh, yeah, I have that Street Fighter Five. I played that 
you know, like the one through five, and I got through all the levels. So I, I beat that one. So that's in the garbage, you know, and, but I have, there's one that I couldn't get through. And, and I, I, I got, uh, what was it? Marvel, Marvel Avengers. Oh, Marvel Avengers. Have you played this game? Yes, it is epic. It is. And the best part about it is you can customize all, all the heroes. Like they have, a, they have, they even have the Great Hulk on there. And that's the thing that tripped me out about it. Different Iron Man costumes and things like that. So I think they're supposed to still be doing updates for it. Because I'm, because last time I checked, it's still having more stuff going on. So that's definitely one game I have to re-download. I, I got it. Okay, I went ahead and I paid for the game, and then it became a uh, free game. But the thing, maybe I need to revisit it because the the thing that I remember about that game was there was a lot of flying to the to the the area you know there was a lot of waiting yeah. around waiting i'm waiting you know and punching your fist while you're on the airplane you know and but i getting to the campaign the campaign would last 30 seconds or a minute and then you're in the plane for 5 minutes it was terrible okay. at least in the beginning it was yeah it it gets better as you progress through the game Okay, all right. I got to revisit that, man. I, and I want to know some geeky stuff, man. And I know, you, you, you know, maybe you could tell me what kind of geeky stuff that I should be getting into, you know, because I'm I'm guessing you play video games. I'm guessing you like Star Wars and Star Trek. And and is there, a, you know, it, you know, are you a fan of one over the other? You know, and I know that there's there's Daleks on uh, on the on Tatooine uh, on the Enterprise. Ooh, I just made a lot of people mad. I just made a lot of people mad. <laughs> if I say on the Enterprise, we were fighting Daleks on Tatooine, mad. Oh, crap. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My wife went, went by, and she almost almost punched me in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what what are you a fan of? What are you watching these days uh, that are that that's in the in the sci-fi world or otherwise? What's in the what's on the uh, the geekster super nerd scope? I would definitely have to say I watched the Resident Evil series on uh, Netflix. It was it was disappointing. I was hoping they would kind of stick close to the story. That was a, that was a flop, and I kind of and, it, and my my suspicions were confirmed because I saw on Google they discontinued all together. I said yes, yes. Oh, uh, well, so I, um, I, yeah. That um, was Mila Jovovich involved know, in that. Says, or no? The what, sir? Was Mila Jovovich involved in that or no? Mm-hmm. The people that made the Resident Evil series, they were in no way, shape, or form involved in it. That's why I lost so bad. Gotcha. The movies were the movies were way better. At least in the movies, you saw the main characters like Chris, Claire, Leon, Lada, Wesker. The, the, the series on Netflix had nothing to do with Resident Evil. It just had the zombies in them. The T-Virus didn't have any memorable characters. Like, uh, I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even think they knew what they were trying to do. I think you wonder if there's a suit that says, "Hey, hey, what made this movie great?" Uh, well, it was a pretty girl shooting zombies, and that's it. That's all there was. Not impressive. There's Not more impressive. to it. There's I more to it. <laughs> but I'm yeah, okay. So, so that that's a that's a thumbs down from the geekster. That no, no Resident Evil Netflix. <laughs> now, I, you know what's funny is I gave up my Netflix. Uh, we gave up our Netflix because their, their price just kept going up and up and up, man. So now uh, we got uh, the Prime, 
and the HBO Max. And that seems to be where we're at. HBO, only because it came with our phone. Thank you, AT&T. Sponsor me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your love team shoe. Now, you know, I've actually, um, I'm actually thinking about getting like an actual like account for Crunchyroll. Like, I got an account, but it's like, it's free. Only thing about it, the commercials come in. I'm thinking about, um, going, you know, getting like the premium account to where I can be able to watch anime an hour after Japan releases it. So I'm thinking about doing that. Man, you are really into anime. I know my, uh, my my daughter is into it as well. I mean, the only thing I know is Sailor Moon, uh, maybe a little bit of Black Tuxedo, you know, maybe a little bit of, uh, I, you know, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really all that up on it. What 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 titles should I be watching? Uh, and my listener, what what should uh, my listener be listening to and watching? Well, I say this um, with the anime I've watched, because, see, I watch everything. I have no, I have no preference. If it's anime and it has a good plot to it, I will binge watch the crap out of it. So, um, I would say, um, Attack on Titan. That's a classic. Um, My Hero Academia. I would have to say, um, dang, it was one anime talking about an orphanage, an orphanage, and there's some kids that um, they grow up to to be a certain age. But they end up getting fed to to monsters on the outside of the outside world. Um, I'll, I'll come back to it. It'll come to me eventually, probably. But Hunter Hunter. Oh, um, I would definitely have to say, um, man, it's, it's a lot that's coming to me right now. <laughs> I have one. Um, dang, I don't want to say Dragon Ball Super, but that's cliche. Everybody's going to automatically be like, oh, he's going to come out yeah, with but, that one. But you can't Go hate ahead. on them. You can't hate yeah. on them because they're the biggest. You know, they're they're the ones that, that sell baseball cards and merchandise. They're, there's a reason for that because they, they, had, they did it right. That's like hating Justin Bieber just because he's Justin Bieber. The man, you know, the, the, the boy grew up in front of us and is still making music. You know, you know, people... Uh, people gotta don't 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 hate the ones that are on top i mean love the underdogs too i mean i i do i do appreciate the underdogs yep and speaking of that two more anime that 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 you know are close to me is jojo's bizarre adventure (laughs) and i would oh yeah i'm man like um the newest series the newest installment stone ocean it's actually on, I don't know if it's on Crunchyroll, but it's definitely on Netflix. Definitely on Netflix. And I will often have to say Bleach. Gotta say Bleach. Gotta say Bleach. Okay. I mean, the one that I heard about on that one was Hero Academia. And I think that one's, what, about a bunch yeah. of superheroes and, and they're, there's a lot yep. of them in the world. Is that what's happening? In uh, the world of My Hero Academia, at least... 80% of the human population is born with superpowers or what they call quirks. Now, unfortunately, there is, I mean, it, was, it's a, it pertains to a boy known as Midoriya. Now, Midoriya wants to be a hero because his famous, his hero, his idol is All Might. And All Might is pretty much like the, I would say the Goku of that universe. Like, like legendary status. Like, you can't go nowhere and, and, and not hear his name. So, he wants to be a hero, but he finds out that he was born without any superpowers. So what happens is he actually ends up getting saved 
by All Might. And he asked All Might if he can be a hero. All Might really didn't give him an answer. So what happened is he has a best friend named Bakugo. Well, they were friends before he went to the, the superhero school. Bakugo gets caught by a slime monster. Nobody's trying to save Bakugo. Deku knows he has no superpowers, but he still rushes in to try to save him. Now, All Might sees this. Now, All Might, you know, he had like a, like a serious battle injury. He sustained uh, a few years back. So he can only be in this super powerful mode for like four hours, and then he just goes back skinny. But he sees Deku, and, he's, and you know, it kind of inspired him, so he actually turn, finds the strength to turn back into his muscular form, stage Deku and Bakugo. So Bakugo, so Deku goes home, All Might follows him, and he tells him, you know what, you can be a hero. I see it in you, because I was just like you when I started. And that's how the journey begins. Deku um, is able to obtain All Might's power because he passed it on to him. So the whole journey is basically about him and a few other main characters becoming very powerful, very inspirational heroes. Man, I love the excitement. You're, you're making me want to watch this thing. <laughs> You know, I don't man, I don't have a lot of TV watching because I'm doing a lot of this, a lot of talking into microphones. But, you know, you, you're my limited TV view. Now I have to put my hero academia on the list somewhere. But uh, do I have to download Crunchyroll? I guess I do. I guess I do. Do I have to put up with commercials? Probably because I'm not going to pay another five dollars, ten dollars a month for TV. It just gets a, it. It's it's getting expensive. It is. It, 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 it is. I promise you it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, they got like a little program called Slinger, I think, something like that. And they and the basic package is thirty five bucks which you get B T V H one, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network included in that button. I might actually cop that. I might actually get that. All right. All right. That well, I mean, years ago uh we gave up cable. Because cable was getting to be a hundred bucks a month, but then if you get all these services, ten dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, ten dollars, you're back up to a hundred bucks a month watching TV. <laughs> but I'd, I'd much rather do this, you know, and and talk to people like you, and then you are making, are creating, uh, you know, content for the people. You have a few uh, of the videos. I mean. You know, I'm a, I'm a child, like I said, of the, of the MTV age of the, of the 80s. That's where I grew up. Uh, you know, I graduated in 86. So I remember when MTV used to have music videos. And whenever I'm doing parties, I'll play videos on a TV screen. So I appreciate that you've taken the time not only to make the songs, but also produce music videos. Who's helping you produce those music videos? Oh, my partner, my partner, KO. He actually lives 15 minutes away from me. And um, um, when, I, when I really just thought about it, because everybody, yeah, no, 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 everybody, generally everybody, literally everybody I came across that knew I was rapping, literally they said, you need to do a music video. And I thought about it, and I said, well, Trump is a Trump has to be the first one. <laughs> because it resonated with a lot of people. So when they did that, it was a lot of people. Even to this day, there are still people saying that it's relevant because um, speculation is going on that Donald Trump is supposed to be starting a campaign to become president again. So this could be an opportunity to promote Death Star again. So um, 
I talked to KO. I said, I'm going to need some more music videos because with this album I'm dropping, I'm going to need some serious visuals. He said, I got you. Say, say less. So that's going to be, in, be on the way too. Well, I know the name of the song is Trump is a Chump, but, and, and the thing is, is on that, but it's about the one thing that he said about Senator McCain where he didn't, he, he didn't call him a war hero. And I know primarily it's, it's not about Trump being a chump. It's about you dedicating this song to the heroes, to the people that, that fell for freedom, right? Is that what you're heading? It, it really is. And the reason, and it was also about him also slandering their names. Like when I, when I really did my research on John McCain, when they talked about him, he was actually a guy. He actually went to war. He actually flying airplanes and stuff like that, running the risk of probably being being hit by missiles or shot down by other planes. Like they just didn't give him the respect that he deserved. They really didn't. And for him to say that um he was captured and I don't and I don't respect people that got captured, I felt so strongly about that. That's why in that verse I said just explosive. Trump claiming that he the bomb. But he never threw a grenade in Vietnam. That was not just to, to shame him, but to also give John McCain his props. I like that line. I like that line in that song uh, as I heard it. But you know, it, it, you're um, you're giving props to the people that uh, that have. Uh, I wish we didn't have to have war. I wish we didn't have to have an army. I wish we could get along. But there's a, there's always a fight. There's always a struggle. We need to get all, get over this struggle. Just listen to some some geekster, the super nerd, some nerd music, and uh, get along, man. Just have a have a good time, flow together. I mean, what else do you like to do? What what's your what's your downtime when you're not not slinging fish and and singing songs? Uh, what's the what's Lawrence Luton up to? Uh, you know what what's your pastime? I guess you're you're watching a lot of anime. And what else? What, what's oh, going? Yeah. What else is going on in your life? I- Believe it or not, I'm actually into a lot of poetry too. If um I'm not watching anime or you know playing my my PlayStation Four, I actually write some poetry or actually look up some poems that actually pertain to what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking, and it's really therapeutic when you actually just, we need to just read because I had to um I had to downsize. The time I spend on a TV, my PS4, because TV does rot your brain. So I try to stimulate it. I try to keep it stimulated. Yeah, even when I do play Fortnite, I try to limit it to an hour, an hour, you know, and even and not even every day, an hour every couple of days, every three days. I know that, uh, you know, my streaming services, they go, Hey, you got to play at least four hours in two weeks or else you're going to get kicked off, kicked off this, uh, this, this platform. I'm like, man, you're, it's like oh, a job. You don't want to make that like a job. That's supposed to be your, your downtime, your relaxing time, even though you're doing it, you know, to build up a community and, and your, your music, you know, I, I imagine that when you're really in it, when you're in a studio, you're singing your songs, you're rapping your rap to a nice beat, it's got to be therapeutic to you, right? It, it, it really is because a lot of my music actually is inspired by stuff I feel or stuff I've experienced or stuff that other people have seen or experienced in a way heavily on me. But what I've noticed when I first recorded my very first song ever, I'm like, dang, I don't even, I forgot what I was upset about or what I felt some kind of way about. So 
I always had that mentality to where when I'm in the booth, it's nobody but me and my, my thoughts in the microphone. That's all I focus on. And magic happens every time. It never fails. Well, that's what music can do for you. That can change minds. That can make you feel a certain way. You got people that come out to watch you at a, at a geekster, the super nerd show, listening to your nerd music. You know, they came out of their house and you give them a show. You make them feel a little bit better. Maybe they had a bad day at work. Well, you're going to make them feel a certain kind of way. Maybe you're going to make them think a different kind of way. You know, think, think a thought that maybe they weren't, weren't prepared for, you know, but, uh, I, I I guess, man, are you are you playing out anywhere? You said you do poetry. I know that there's a the thin line between poetry and rap. You know, is it just setting a poem to music? Is that the same thing? And do I am I getting this right? Yeah, it's pretty much because it's just as you say, it's a thin line. It's just that rap is poetry that has risen to it. That's all it is. Like basically, like a poem that has music around you and you're reciting that poem based on the flow in which that music is going so that's really all it is all it is well i know in the 90s when i was growing up you know when i was i guess i was in college and and i would love going to coffee shops and listening to some some slam poetry you know people just giving thoughts young people that are also in college or maybe just out or maybe just getting into or even older you know just there there's there's old men and women that would come to the shows and and spit stuff from from you know 40 50 years ago that they were going through and I, I enjoyed that so much. I mean, when you go, what, do you tell your poems like at a, at a poetry festival or do you go out on stage? You know, when you're doing your your uh, nerd music, do you slip in a poem here and there, a story? I would definitely say not yet, but now that I'm talking, I really feel that I need to. Um, and I know it's going to be a showcase that's coming up and I'll definitely implement that idea into that too, because, um, it, it's all about being creative and, and just being creative to your maximum output, you know? And I, and I feel like that's something that would definitely be beneficial. It would be, I guess the reason why is because nerd music was always, it wasn't really just, I would say it's, it's food for thought. I wouldn't even say it's music, it's, it's food for thought. That's how, how, how I would view it because... Even though I have like club beats and stuff like that, it's the kind of music you can dance to it, but you can just if you just sit down and listen to it, it'll blow your mind every time. Oh yeah. You give them a beat and then you give them a a thought. If they really listen to the lyrics, they're gonna get an idea. You know, it might be it might be the idea that they already had, but it might be an idea that they didn't have. And you could blow you could change not not necessarily change minds because some people are so set, but at least have a conversation. It's nice to have a conversation with somebody that doesn't think like you. And, and I know in the beginning, I, I, I we talked about a lot of politics. I, I stay down the middle myself, man. I, I don't think that anybody in the high, high government is really for us. But the maybe the local government, you know, vote for your your local superintendent. Uh, your your librarians, you know, your wh- whatever you got local, you know, the different uh, the bills for drugs and, you know, uh, I guess marijuana legislation, you know, really read in, re- read into all that. That's that's stuff that that's important to what's going on in your community. When you go to the grocery store, when you go to to your local 
you know, club, that's going to affect you, the stuff that's local. So if anybody's going to vote, hey, at least vote locally. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know how it is in Mississippi, but uh, I, I can't imagine I can imagine that people are people all over the world. We all want the same thing, a little money in our pocket, roof over our head, little food on the plate. And if we don't have that, sometimes you get desperate, you know, and that's where we, we sure. began, you know, where you have, uh, you have cousins that are in jail. You know, you got people that you actually know that you grew up with that are in jail. And, uh, you know, is jail benefiting anybody? Maybe a few. Maybe there's a few people that are really bad that cannot be helped and they need to be in jail. But there's a few that are in jail that maybe should go to a hospital, you know, and get some therapy. I don't know. Talk to somebody. What do you think? I I feel like there are individuals that do need to be there. It's certain people that say, I don't wish jail on anybody. But that's speaking from a perspective of a person that did not deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. But we have individuals that sometimes they can be so far gone that they're just stuck in their mindset of criminality to where even, you know, therapy or counseling might not be able to, you know, help them out, you know. So for them, that might be the best. But individuals that are innocent or at the wrong place at the wrong time or dealing with the wrong people or something like that i feel like they deserve a fighting chance and that's the whole reason why i'm i'm working on this album so passionately because i feel like it's important to speak on how it is that it's not it's not so much as it is that the justice system is letting people down but on the strength of being real it has this picks and fuses of who they help of who they support and whose freedom and, and, and civil rights they fight for. I think that's really what it boils down to. Well, I know there was a whole thing, you know, uh, real recently over the last few years with defunding the police. And, you know, you can't defund the police. We need somebody who's trustworthy, going to help us out. But maybe put some money into some of the other, uh, more, you know, other beneficial uh, hell, you know, if, if somebody is is screaming out that they they're gonna kill themselves, uh, don't just send a cop with a gun. Send uh, you know somebody who can kind of talk them down, a counselor maybe. Uh, can, can we get yeah. that? I don't, I don't know. I I just see so many people out there screaming, uh, metaphorically and and physically screaming for help. And you know if if I have the means, if I have the ability, I, I'll reach out and help. And my wife just asked me today about uh, Coho, the City of Hope Outreach here in Conway, Arkansas. It's uh, uh, developed by uh, Dr. Philip Fletcher, who took a wrong turn into a neighborhood full of people that were desperate, you know, and, and they uh, he, he, he wasn't going to stop there. And he ended up helping out a bunch of, of homeless people, people that needed comfort, so a, a, a plate of food, you know, a roof over their head. And that's just a, a small thing in this community. And I'm very happy when they call and they say, hey, can, can you help us out? And I, and I go, yeah, you know, I can't help that much, but I can help a little. You know, I'm sure you have community stuff in, in your community, uh, you know, that you help out or, or that you can if you can. Yeah, um, it's a lot that, that can be done. Um, one thing about it, I would have to say, like, um, just put more activities down here, like maybe like um, 
Well, I know we have like the, uh, you know, the like parks and things like that. We have that, um, block parties, um, um, people, you know, um, community services where people actually clean up and stuff like that. Um, it's just, I think that the thing about the place where I live is more like a retirement uh, area to where, you know, you, you, you come back when you're in your seventies or your eighties, you live with ability, you know, that, you know, but I feel like it, it could still be stuff for the young people because it's where, this is where everything starts for us, you know? So I think that was one of the goals. Well, it is one of the goals I have to put more recreational activities down here for kids because that's one of the reasons why we, like, we end up growing up so fast, you know, because we don't, it's not that we don't want to stay in a child's place. It's just that we don't have enough stuff for kids so we can't help but grow up fast. Well, that's an opportunity there. You know, you say a lot of old folks are there. Uh, there's a lot of old communities, lo- a lot of lonely old people. You know, maybe their spouses have died and they don't have anybody. So maybe you can go, uh, uh, you know, an hour a week or so or, and just talk to an old old guy. Maybe you'll learn something about Vietnam or World War II or what it was like growing up in the 70s or the 60s or the 50s or even even before that. You know, what was it like in in World War Two and 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 how you were living here? Yeah, it, you could learn a lot from some old folks. I I did appreciate when I was uh I did a karaoke show for some old people for at an assisted living facility. Not supposed to call them uh, retire. Uh, was it old folks homes anymore? Supposed to call them retirement communities and and assisted living facilities. I mean, but that's one thing you can do. But uh, I mean, you say if you got a park, man, you could put on a show. Uh, uh, are you playing out for anybody? I know you said you had a short a showcase tell tell the people about that well it's definitely for the hood idol tour and that's really where i really just showcase my musical capabilities um people from different parts of well, well from the surrounding areas of Zone, such as you know jackson or maybe greenville they come to these showcases they perform some do it to have fun and some of them do it to win a grand prize but me, I just go because I want to be heard. Um, but I do have more stuff coming in the works because uh, I came across some um, some um, comic books and anime festivals that need musical performances. If I get my press kit ready and my promo video, all I would have to do is email it to them, and I'll be uh, doing actual, you know, bigger performances. So that's definitely on the lookout as well. See, now that's an advantage that you have with the type of music that you do is you can actually go to a Comic-Con and perform at a comic book festival. You know, I, I love it when they when they say, uh, Keys Dan, we want to have a, a DJ over there at our Comic-Con. And I'll say, I'll be right there. And they, they get they do karaoke. They have fun, man. But with some geekster geekster music, some some nerd music at a Comic-Con. Oh, that would work out great. Do you have any comic book book festivals in your in your town, your area? Oh, in Jackson we do. There's actually a Comic Con that they have in Jackson now. So I'm getting stuff ready because I next year I think in August they'll definitely be bringing it back. So maybe have like some tracks with comic book references. Like come to think of it, now that I've been playing um, Arkham Asylum, I actually came across like some some possible villains I could do. Singles inspired by, especially uh, Scarface. 
uh, when I when I found out his backstory, I said, you know, I can actually make a song about this. So get that down. And, um, have it ready. So when Comic Con does come down here, they'll they'll be prepared for some awesome stuff. All right, I can see it now. The banner up on Jackson Comic Con featured guest Geekster, the Super Nerd. I see it now. Oh, they're gonna have a good time listening to your flow, listening to your raps. I mean, shoot, you got uh, like I said, I, all I have is that that one album, Death Star. But you got at least ten tracks on that one. Uh, you know, Path of Anakin, Planet Jack. I mean, is it all music about Star Wars, but really telling? Oh, okay. I see the trumpets, the chump is on there, but, uh, you know, that's, it's music of and inspired by Star Wars and a few other things. Yes. And my favorite song on there, one of my favorite is actually Planet Jakku. And the reason why is because when, when, um, Donald Trump was president, he kept telling us that he was going to build a wall and, and have Mexico build it. And then the, the president of Mexico said, we are not paying for that effing wall. So I said, I need to make a talk about this. So he was trying to make it seem like they were just disgusting, dirty people that were all criminals. I said, well, you know what? Let me, I said, there's got to be a Star Wars reference that pertains to this. So I Googled, I went to Google and I said, are there any planets that, I mean, I mean that are inhabited by criminals in the Star Wars universe? And Planet Jakku popped up. So I'm like, okay, now I got something to work with. And when I did the flow, I promised you one of the um one of my co-workers actually heard it. And a couple of Mexican people actually heard the song. Like they live in my town, not the one that my job, but they heard it. And they they were like, oh, 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 you, you. I'm like, it was dope. It was the dopest feeling on earth, man. That's what I was talking about. I talked about that you write a song about Planet Jakku, but it's not about Planet Jakku. It's about the border and the wall and the the way that, you know, this country feels about that country, you know, and and the and vice versa. Yeah, there's more. You're a very thoughtful person, Lawrence Luton, geeker, geekster, the super nerd. You're a very thoughtful person. And I, I like to be mindful of your time. I know we need to wind this thing down. I like to limit them to about an hour or so. And I know that I don't want this to be the last time that we chat. I want you to come back as time progresses and chit chat with me a little bit more and find out a little bit more and delve deeper into Geekster the Super Nerd and nerd music and what you're all about. Uh, I want you to give shout outs to people that have helped you along the way. And uh, if there's any other avenues that you want to explore, you could talk about them now or you want to give uh, promos or or plugs for anything. Go. I would have to say I want to give a shout out to um, definitely on um, Crazy at the Great Hieroglyphics, um, a.k.a. Swirl Game Notes, the illest gamer. These are other nerdcore hip hop artists that I'm very cool with. Um, I'm actually going to be getting features from them um, quite soon. Um, so much respect to them because they motivate me to continue to go harder when it comes to this. I want to give a shout out to my producer, Villainous Beats. I've been cool with him. Um, he's at, he actually recorded the song uh, Poison from my Final Fight mixtape. Uh, He's going to be recording, you know, producing the whole album I'm working on right now. So um, that's definitely in the works. 
um i want to send a shout out to um uk vault um i'm if things work well i might be performing in the uk hopefully i'm i'm, I'm definitely going to try and have that in the works um just everybody that rocks with my music um everybody that's either if you are a nerd or you're a geek or both you know i want to give a shout out to you all because i'm telling your stories i'm telling our stories so as long as you all rock with me you know i promise you i'll tell our stories and i won't let you all down that's pretty much it <laughs> <laughs> well i know the place to find you if people put geekster the super nerd all one word just kind of jam geekster the super nerd no spaces Put that in your Google. You're going to come up. I found your Instagram, your Twitter. Your Twitter's at geeky one but I found your YouTube channel, SoundCloud, music, at the Apple, Spotify, Bandcamp. Everything came up. You, you've, you're you well-branded, sir. You you know about the, the technical, technological age where you have to brand yourself. So, Geekster the Super Nerd, you've done well, you and your team, even if you are your team. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, are there any avenues any other avenues you need to explore that you want to talk about or as we wind this thing down it's one i actually i have my heart my my heart is all set on i actually want to um to compete in the capcom pro tour and the reason why is because they've actually been going hard with the street fighter game and they'll go different places different people compete and I want to compete just to win. I want to compete to learn some combos, you know. So far, all I can do is like, like maybe like 11-hit combo. I'm trying to get to that 20-hit that mark. So if I can fight against people, even if I lose to you, I'll be like, okay, so those button combinations go together. So that's a long-term goal that I have my sights on. Well, my PS4 got stolen, you know, recently, uh, sadly. Uh, you know, but uh, a lot of things got stolen out of my storage unit. But one of my favorite games on there was Capcom versus Marvel. It was great, man. I really enjoyed that uh, playing that game. I, I, I almost want to buy another um, PS4 just to play that game. Oh yeah, um, I have a website I can take it to. As a matter of fact, I got I got to do a promo. If you want, you know, those of you that want a high quality cell phone, tablet, um headphones or you know playstation two three or fours at a fair and economical price go to backmarket.com i got it like the phone that i'm talking to you right now is a samsung galaxy s9 and all it cost me was 116 dollars with an eight dollar shipping fee <laughs> so so with that i'll say if you want a playstation 4 that's definitely where you should go they, they have them on sale and for cheap too hey the geekster knows man giving deals <laughs> all right that's it for this let's uh i always like to finish these things off with last words for the people this could be words to live by this could be uh you know something you heard a long time ago or maybe a mantra that you wake up with every morning or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time lawrence luton geekster the super nerd Give the last words for the people. Never be ashamed of who or what you are. Um, growing up, I, I'm not going to lie. I hated what I was at first because I didn't understand it. I just understood the stereotype. But I learned that being a nerd is an individual that knows and understands complex things and situations. A geek is somebody that understands, knows, and can fix complex situations and things. 
So when I learned what and who I am, I was able to embrace it. That's how the super nerd part came in. Being a nerd, it, that, it, it doesn't just stop with just knowing who you are, but when you learn to embrace it, you learn to love who you are. So that's how I became used to the super nerd because I've learned to love who I am and I embrace it in everything I do, even my music. So to everybody, embrace what you are. If there's nothing wrong with you, stand on what you believe. Well, there you have it, party people. Lawrence Luton, Geekster, the super nerd. Just put those words together and put them in your Google search or your or your favorite search engine and uh, and find out more about Geekster, the super nerd, and nerd music. Oh, I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be good. He's a very thoughtful person. If you listen to his raps, and I did mention KRS-One in, uh, in the podcast because, you know, when I think of thoughtful educational you know thought-provoking raps i think of krs1 because that's that's pretty much what he did he made you think when he was doing his raps and you know tupac made you think biggie made you think there's people that that rap and they have substance and they have a story to tell and that's uh one thing that geeks to the super nerd does in in great uh with great uh, satisfaction so uh yeah Check out Geeks of the Super Nerd. Stalk him. Find him everywhere on all of his social medias, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Even find him on the Facebook. I got him. I got Lawrence Luton out there on the face Facebook. All the links are down below in the in the in the um in the show notes. <laughs> I don't know why I'm struggling at the end of this. <laughs> Maybe it's getting too late or too early or whatever it is. All right, party people. Thank you so much, Lawrence Luton, Geeks of the Super Nerd, for being on the What Makes You Famous podcast. I appreciate it. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to be on the program, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at AOL.com. That's it for me. It's keysdanradiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to What? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated 
at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. Radio What, the music you want, with some great, great quotes. Those who know nothing of foreign languages know nothing of their own. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, the music you want, radiowhat.com.